The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome, America. After a uh, it, what was in New York a wet weekend, but what was a tragedy for many of our fellow Americans in the south east of our country, by and large. I'm not sure I know the exact death toll. I'm not sure we'll know it for a while. Last time I looked, it was about 77 or 78, with about 67, 68 of those in the state of Florida. And our hearts go out to to them, to their families, and also to the people who survived, but with some, some with great injuries and some with tremendous emotional injuries, like the loss of their home. Nothing... No way to describe what the loss of a home is like, except to say probably the only thing worse is the loss of a child, right? Uh, so I think we all should be there to help in any way that we can and assist in their rebuilding. I want to congratulate, uh, I want to congratulate the governor of Florida in doing an excellent, uh, uh, job. I know emergency response probably better than most people do having <laughs> having had one almost every day when I was mayor. Not quite, but many, many of the worst snowstorms, hurricanes, fires, and, of course, you know, September 11. Uh, I should say that uh, Jeb Bush gets a great deal of the credit for, for what, um, for what uh, Ron uh, inherited, as does uh, Governor Scott in between them. Uh, Jeb Bush, uh, three or four weeks into September 11, called me, as did the mayor of uh, Chicago, both of them, we only should have do this, and asked me if I would allow them to have representatives in our uh, uh, daily meetings, which were then three a day, with myself and George Pataki, his staff, my staff, and all the FEMA people. Because in case, God forbid, it happened to them, they wanted to put together a system like ours because from afar they were looking at it, and it seemed very, very good. They did, and a year later, a year and a half later, I was very pleased to go to Florida and see the emergency management center that Jeb had built. And then in 2004, it stood the test of four hurricanes in one month with great praise for Jeb and the way he handled it. And a lot of it was that leadership and anticipation. Uh, and I, uh, when I say that, I'm not looking for credit for what we developed. I went and borrowed it from somebody else. So, um, but I'm telling you that th- those two, uh, Mayor Daly and uh, Jeb, and Chicago's got a hell of a response too, by the way stand out. And I've seen it in, in responses later on by uh, uh, by uh, Christ, um, and that's the only good thing I'll say about him, and Scott, who was a great governor, by the way, always a kind of a low-key personality, but a great governor, and the present governor, who looks like maybe the best in America. Um, but like I did, or like I didn't, because I inherited it from Democrats, but like Mike did, he inherited a lot of good things from me, and then he improved them. That's what a good leader does, and that's what Scott and uh, and and Ron DeSantis did with Jeb Bush. But don't forget Jeb Bush here. Uh, this was a that was a historical contribution to the state of Florida, and it's still paying dividends. I am a personal friend of Terry Bradshaw's. I became a personal friend of his because we made speeches together for a good over about a ten year period. Not every year, ten years, but rather regularly or we're on the same program and we spent an awful lot of time talking. And uh, this is a much deeper guy than, than he is when he's on TV having a lot of fun. He's also tremendously humorous and, and he's a real humanitarian and Terry is suffering from cancer. And I'd like you just to hear his words because for those of you who are, 
I have to tell you, I went through cancer. Optimism is a medicine. Those who remain optimistic survive, cure it, and last longer than those who become uh, pessimistic. So listen to this great guy. Uh, this is a real human being. Listen to Terry Bradshaw. This is cut one. Folks. I may not look like my old self, but I feel like my old self. I'm cancer-free. I'm feeling great. And over time, I'm going to be back to where I normally am. So I appreciate your prayers and your concern. I would just suggest one Hail Mary. How many of you got that? Well, when you call, you let me know. You let me know if you know the significance of Terry Bradshaw and, and the Hail Mary. Okay? Um, I think we're going to start with... Um, I think we're going to start with uh, the story of the day, if not of the week, in a in a in a uh, succession of uh, mistakes or issues that really uh, shake to the core your confidence in whether our government is in capable hands. You know, Biden's uh, looking for the dead congresswoman. Uh, Biden's turning around, not knowing who to shake hands with. Biden not knowing his way out. Then Kamala last week announcing that we have a long-term friendship with North Korea, not seeming to even notice that she did it, her affect not even changing. Uh, you say, well, gee, we got to get rid of Biden under the 25th Amendment. He clearly fits the definition of not capable of carrying out the duties of his office. My goodness, how many people has his decision-making, how many lives have they caused? Decisions he can't even explain, like removing troops before civilians or giving up the Bagram base 400 miles from China. And then all of a sudden, every time that happens, Kamala comes along. I don't know if she one-ups him, but she puts on the table. What the heck's going on with her? Allies with North Korea while you're in North Korea? While you're in Korea? Wow. Well, the latest one is even more frightening because, you know, I, um, I did a podcast, it seems to me, about a year ago, or it may have been in time for Christmas, whatever. I was called Express Train to Marxism. And it was an explanation of how the Biden administration is leading us straight for communism. Now, if you want a topping on that, like the top of the chain, this comment is one of the most racist comments ever made by uh, a modern American political figure. And it's also inspired to a very large extent by Marxist training. I'm not sure she got it, but she picked it up somewhere because I don't think this woman is a particularly critical thinker. She may not even know where she got this idea. But this completely, if implemented, destroys the entire concept of the United States of America that Abraham Lincoln said was critical to our being, our being able to agree on this and understand it. So let's listen to cut number three, Kamala Harris on equity. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and, and impacted by, by issues that are not of their own making. And I'm so women. we, absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. Okay. Now, this is probably, if you're ever going to make an argument for 
uh, using race as the determination of how you're going to give things out during a catastrophic emergency is probably the worst possible example that indicates you have no concept of what America is about. You have no concept of all men are created equal or all men and women are created equal, if you want to add that, or you have no concept of what Martin Luther King was trying to teach, you know, about the, the, col the color of your skin. People shouldn't be judged by the color of the skin, but the content of their character. You have no understanding of what America is based on, of what um, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution is based on. Uh, equality of opportunity. You can't create a quality of result unless you have a dictatorial government that requires it and commands it and enforces it by law and ultimately by killing people because people reject it. And during an emergency, what should the basis be? Who got hurt the most? Who needs help the most? If the black person needs help the most because they're in the worst condition, combination of what happened because of act of God or maybe their, 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 their back, back, give them the help. But if the worst person is some rich white guy who just happens to be drowning, well, he gets the help. What, what, what is she talking about? What she is talking about is a complete rejection of the concept of America. When Abraham Lincoln said we judge Americans based on how much they adhere to and believe the core principles of America, that statement says she's not an American, she's something else. She's something else from a different alien environment. And I know the alien environment, it's the teaching of Marx, Engels, Saul Alinsky, and all the people she hangs around with, I'm sure she's never read any of that, but all the people that she hangs around with who say that to her, and it is clear now in listening to her, she doesn't have the critical, rational ability to analyze it. Her mind is not that facile. So she copies and repeats what she hears. That statement is, that statement is a pure Marxist statement. We're going to take into consideration the bad things that were done to you in the past while you're in the middle of being ripped apart by a tornado or, or a, or a hurricane, and, 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 you know, the hurricane didn't discriminate based on the color of your skin, your ethnic background, or your religion. They just ripped out at everybody. And a great country, a country of fairness, and a co country that, you know, rose to the level that we rose to in the admiration of the world. We're sticking to that principle. And, and, of course, we didn't always live up to it. Because it's a very, very difficult principle to live up to, but we always aspired to it. That's what they miss about our founding fathers. Not that they could live up to everything they set out for us, but they set it out for us. They even knew how bad it was, but they knew or they believed correctly that they couldn't get it done and still put the basics together. They, the house would come down. The house would never get built, but they put it in the foundation. All men are created equal. Well, they knew when you put down all men are created equal, slavery was going to have to go. They even wrote about it. They knew that women would have to get the right to vote. They even wrote about it. But they knew they couldn't get it done just then. But we're gonna, I mean, you've got to give some consideration for the time a person lives in. 
Those were, what I just told you, were remarkable achievements for the period of time they lived in. And the failure to understand it is remarkable ignorance. Or, it isn't ignorance. It's deliberate communist doctrine. You can read about it. If you read in Marx, Engels, Alinsky, and plenty more. This is very, very sad. It's very, very sad that we have a vice president who actually believes that when we're giving out food uh, to save people after a hurricane, we should make sure we give food out to one color faster than we give it out to the other color, even if the other color has more need. Can you think of anything that's more unpatriotic or more un-American? And you can think, can you think of a bigger mistake that a party could make in choosing her? I can. Joe Biden. We'll be back after this short interruption. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. There's Rudy Giuliani back with you with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I think all of us, well, not all of us, but most of us, even those who aren't football fans, I happen to be one, are aware of the concussion situation uh, with Tua tug o v I had to work on that one. tug o v Tug-O-V-U-L-O-A. Okay. So um, Tua was uh, hit a week ago, a week ago Sunday, taken out of the game, ruled okay, put back in on, uh, was it Thursday, I guess it was, hit really hard, terrible concussion. Now the question is, was the first one a concussion? Should he have been allowed back in? He shouldn't have been, and I've asked Dr. Ryan, uh, Dr. Maria Ryan, if she would join us, and I asked her also to look at the uh, uh, video and tell us what she thinks. Great to be on the Rudy Giuliani show. Yeah, I did look at um, Tua Tugovailoa. He's a quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, and they were playing against the Buffalo Bills when the Buffalo Bill linebacker, Matt Milano, took him down, took Tua down. That first one, he went down, hesitant, got up, wobbled, definitely went to his knees. His teammates had to help him walk. Very significant symptoms, but the player, allegedly the player told the physician who was concerned about those symptoms, oh, that's from a back injury earlier in the game. To me, he didn't have the uh, assessment or the knowledge of what happens during brain injury to say that that wobbling, meaning the player, didn't have the knowledge to say what it was attributed to. And to me, that's when the doctor had to say, well, I have expertise in neurology and you're not going back in the game. I know it's very easy to play Monday morning quarterback, but as an emergency provider and what I saw, uh, I didn't like it. But he is put back in the game every day thereafter. They said they tested for concussion symptoms, and he didn't have any. Now you and just had you just had a concussion. Which I is just had a concussion. It's very interesting to have you have you on, and and uh, your symptoms lasted, or and still a little bit. Still, little I bit, still have symptoms. Bit, right? And this is what happens: the more uh, brain injuries you have, or more concussions. It takes longer for your brain to um, now. What position were you, were you playing? Well, 
my first concussion was several years ago, and it, the horse bucked me off, and I hit my head, broke my nose, and I had very little symptoms of a concussion after and healed pretty quickly. This time, it was mountain climbing, very, very <laughs> steep mountain coming down the mountain. You crack your skull. And I cracked my skull on a boulder, and um, really my brain took so, took a licking. Wh- what okay. did you think of the second one? So the second one is extremely disturbing. So four days after the initial concussion, they were playing against the ben- Bengals, and the Bengals defensive jo- Josh Tupau really took them down. Wow. Like, if you wow. use your favorite, that one, search. The two, the yeah. two were different. The yeah. first tackle, whatever happened with it, was, a pr- was pretty much a clean tackle. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, tackle yeah. It didn't look it all that bad. It was kind of like when Lawrence yeah. Taylor uh, 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 tackled people. He yeah, always yeah. hurt them because he was such a good tackler. The second one, it, that, that extra Ooh, hit it to looked the violent. ground looked yeah. like a, a and, deliberate malicious hit. And I surmise that this player has had previous head injuries just because of the reaction with, Which the, player? with the first so one. Tua. Tua. Oh, okay. Yep, because that first one, when he tried to get up and went t- down to his knees, yeah, his brain was a little bit um, tussled. So the sec- what about the second one? So the second one is really concerning as a provider. When a person experiences an impact that strong to cause traumatic brain injury, such as a concussion like that, and if you use your favorite search engine, whether it's DuckDuckGo or however you look up things on the Internet, look at, at what happens. His arms become stiff. His fingers go in an unnatural position. Well, we're going to have to take a short break, Doctor, and we'll be back after... The break with the attorney general candidate pretty soon in New York. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And we were talking about uh, Tua Tug-O-Vi-Lo-A. Tug-O-Vi-Lo-A, the star uh, quarterback of the Miami Dolphins and the future of the Miami Dolphins with Dr. Maria. Doctor? Yes, we were talking about the initial what looked like a concussion against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he stumbled coming off the field, was put back in. I think it was a mistake. He attributed his symptoms to back and ankle injuries. They looked neurological to me, but it's easy to pay, play Monday morning quarterback. But four <laughs> days later, going against the Bengals, a really violent takedown by Josh Tupo, and people asked me, what happened? Why was his arm stiff and his fingers fanned? Now, here's a little interesting history. That is a reflex you're born with. Newborns, actually, you will see this reflex. And like other reflexes in the newborn era, they go away. So around four months, you never see this reflex again. Wow. But when you get a traumatic brain injury in the brain stem. And we're talking about the second one now. The second one. The one where he was, 
I mean, violently you, you can't took watch down. that without jumping out of your chair. Yep. So the second one, he had to have brainstem involvement, and it reactivated this uh, reflex called asymmetrical tonic neck reflex, ATNR, also referred to as a fencing reflex. And, we, you know, you don't see it in a newborn, goes away around four months, and it was reactivated because of the trauma. Now, I can say this, and I don't want to upset the fans of the Miami Dolphins, but Tua will definitely want one, two, three opinions to look at his future in football. I don't mean to be melodramatic, but I'm telling you, that wasn't his first and second head injury just because the reaction with the first one. Do you know one. that from his history, or do you know that just the by watching? The way he reacted. Oh, you mean by watching his physical reaction? Yes. You're telling us, even though you don't know his medical history. Right. You're telling us it looks like he's had prior yes. head injuries. Yep. Even... Looking at the reaction the first time? Even looking at the reaction wow. the first time, it wasn't that bad of a takedown, but his brain definitely had a hard time recovering. If you see that, look at it. He almost goes down. He actually does go down to his hands so, and his knees. Let's, let's get a little broader than this. Uh, you're the Miami Dolphins. This, uh, this is a game and as well as a business. This guy's an enormous investment. I don't know how much money they've paid him. The millions already they've invested yep. in him. What is the value in, for one game, taking a risk with him? It's like, it's like you have a, a great product that could make millions of dollars for you. It's not quite, you're not sure if it's ready yet, ready yet. Why take a risk with it? I, I couldn't, whether it's um, a high-priced quarterback. I couldn't do that with a human life, you know. I, I'm even, I'm sort of taking the human even yeah, out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the, the profit, just the. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the business part of it. Yeah, the, the Protect your long-term investment. You, I, now. Yes, I hear what you're saying. Just being made. Yeah by one of our great WABC people just being made to us before, so I'm probably getting it from him, for which I will give him credit. Uh, if, they don't, if they're careless with him, imagine what they do with the guy that just signs up and they got him and they're paying mm-hmm. him, but they guess the minimum they pay is about 800000 yeah. but they're only paying him 800000 Yeah. You know, they, they just throw them out. They're like a piece of meat. They should do what uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick did. When Tom Brady came to the Patriots, he said um, – I don't want to be the one making all the money. You can actually keep my pay at a certain level, but increase it to those people yeah, around the me. The Giants never did what Eli Manning. Right. I say we would have won another Super Bowl had they yep. done that. And the guy, the guy's statistics would be uh, Hall of Fame definite rather than Hall of Fame arguable. Yeah, you got to protect that quarterback. That kid, Eli Manning, the protection that a great quarterback deserves. That's right. Uh, and also the same thing with his brother. But when they consistently were beaten by the Patriots, the, the Indianapolis team woke up and they went and got some good linemen. For yeah, Maiden. yeah. Giants never went and got the linemen that he deserved. you got to protect your quarterback. Never, ever, ever. You never got Eli Manning, the lineman he deserved. <laughs> but as a provider, I'm, I'm very, very concerned about Tua Tuggo Viola's future. I really am. Well, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you raised it that way because – it is a game. It is a great game. I, uh, I'm generally on the side of, look, life is tough. The game's got to reflect life to a certain extent. At the same time, it should be realistic. You don't, you don't just waste people. 
Well, I appreciate you having me on, Mayor Giuliani, and I just want to remind your fantastic audience that uh, you and I co-host together on Sundays on Uncovering the Truth. So join us every right. Sunday we, at you 10 a.m. You should listen to us before the football games. There you go. And if you want, you can call me up and ask for my analysis. And She's I'm a baseball bad. expert. She and she and she knows baseball. She'll start arguing with me about you know whether it's the guy should throw a curveball or. or a high strike, and boy, they really messed around with with, oh, um, with Aaron, Aaron over the Judge. weekend. Didn't they? Although I got to say, the last, yesterday's pitchers, he, even he said, "What a great kid he is." He said, "Yeah, they gave me a couple I could hit." Yeah, this was yeah. over. He like, was. He was. Two, you you could feel the corner, stress. To the opposite field. Yeah, you could feel the stress. Well, good luck to him tonight. I believe he's in Texas tonight. A little easier to hit a home run there too for a right-handed hitter. I mean, you got to remember. Uh, it wasn't until a few years ago that the first right-handed hitter hit 50 home runs in Yankee Stadium, and it wasn't Joe DiMaggio. The next person I call on better know the answer to that. I'm going to cut you off. Who was on the line? Well, put him on. I have someone who knows the answer. Put him on. Steve, is it? Oh, Henry. Oh, Michael Henry. Michael, my friend, how are you? Good. How are you, Mr. Mayor? This is this better be the next attorney general of this state. We might have a justice system in this in New York. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm glad talking to you because I'm running on a ticket of ticket full of Mets fans. It's good to talk to a Yankees fan for once. Well, you know something, when it comes to politics, if you're uh, uh, it doesn't matter, man right, oh exactly. man, Mets fans. If you, if you are pro <laughs> pro America first, if you're if you're if you're pro-common sense, if you really like the idea that we should put criminals in jail and protect innocent people, I don't care if you're a Met fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pro-New love- York. You got pro-New York. So tell me, you I mean, you, you are – I went to the same high school as Letitia James. Uh, this woman is a, is a disgrace. The way she yeah, ran I- for attorney general should have – it should have disqualified her for attorney general. But you, you know what? This is the thing that people don't understand is how extreme she is. When she ran for the city council, she couldn't even get the Democrat nomination. She had to run on the Working Families Party line. This year, she accepted that endorsement enthusiastically. And the questionnaire said you can't revisit any changes to cash or bail, and you can't take any support from police or correctional unions. She's one of the biggest spewers of anti-police rhetoric. She's against qualified immunity. She supports a de-escalation bill that makes it nearly impossible for, for a police officer to make an arrest. During the 2020 riots, when my ticket mate, Alton Esposito was having a kitchen cabinet thrown on her head. Instead of going after investigating who was behind the riots, she investigated the NYPD and then she sued them. And then if you look at her pro-criminal mentality, I mean, she recently said she needs more data before she'd revisit any changes to Castle's bail. Now, you were a crime fighter the majority of your life. More data means more victims, and one victim is one victim too many. And what we have right now is people living in fear while criminals are running around doing what they want, whenever they want, wherever they want, because of this no-fear, no-consequence attitude that's been put in place because of politicians like Letitia James. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't Letitia James the one who made the terrible speech about Mike Bloomberg at his swearing-in? Yes, that's. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. I remember that. I remember. I because I, I, I had known her 
because we did some things at Bishop Hawk on high school. And, you know, when you meet her, she's rather personable. And I thought, oh, this is a really nice person. And all of a sudden, she gets up at his inauguration, at, at, uh, at de Blasio's inauguration, where Bloomberg was there as a courtesy. I wouldn't go to de Blasio's inauguration. Uh, I, I wouldn't, because I thought the people of the city had gone crazy. When they elected a guy who went on his honeymoon to Cuba, I said, yeah, okay, you guys have gone, the city's gone wacko. And he was a Red Sox fan. Oh, I didn't even. Of course he was. Of course. Well, no wonder. I mean, but uh, the the real, but the reality is, that was. I mean, that was a horrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man is standing there. The man is standing there. He gave his blood for the city for 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 twelve years. Whether you like him or you don't like him, you don't you don't humiliate him unless you're a classless, dumb individual. Well, look, I, I'm not gonna. Make any comments about that? No, you don't have to say that. I said it. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, he did not call it classless and dumb. I did. (laughs) But what I would say is we even seen it with people in her own party. Whether or not you like Andrew Cuomo or not, she literally, she wanted to run for governor and a run that lasted about as long as this interview is going to last. And what she did was she went on TV. (laughs) She she said he, 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 she implied he broke criminal law. And then she failed to use criminal referrals. So the local district attorneys were handicapped. And they first got access to the information when she splashed it on the Internet when she decided to run for governor. And whether or not you like Andrew Cuomo or not, he's entitled to due process. So this is something she has a habit of doing. She, she bashed an independent in Michael Bloomberg. She took down a governor in her own party who's a Democrat. We know what her sole focus has been on right now, which is the former president. And she just seems to want to weaponize her office. And I'm running because I don't believe that this office should be used for the weaponization of politics. And on November 8th, when we defeat her, we're going to show the rest of the country that the days of these offices being used for weaponization are going to be over with. So uh, how are you how are you doing in terms of I mean, it, I mean, the media wants to shut you out, right? Yeah, she, well, some media has, has given us access. The Post has been very good to us. Uh, other parts of the media, obviously, um, you know, the fact she won't debate me, they're not really covering too much uh, certain portions of the media, which is kind of An attorney her- general won't debate? A lawyer won't debate? She will not debate. A lawyer? Correct. I mean, she should really, I mean that's, ridi- that's totally ridiculous. So we're in a situation right now where we're trying to force her out to have a debate. Um, she hasn't responded. She show, Her campaign just says no comment. So right now we're trying to work to get a debate schedule because the people of this state need to know the differences between us. Michael Henry is going to fight for victims' rights. Letitia James is going to fight for criminals' rights. Michael Henry wants to investigate pay-to-play corruption. She turns a blind eye to pay-to-play corruption. Michael Henry wants to have economic policies in place that are going to support economic growth in the state, while she wants to support economic policies that are going to stifle the economic growth and keep this mess exodus of our friends and our families to other states where they can actually afford it. How do we contribute to Michael Henry? MichaelHenry4AG.com. Michael Henry and the four is the number four? No, the word for the word for Michael Henry four ag dot com. You got that's easy, guys. Michael Henry four ag dot com. Don't call me and complain about Letitia James if you don't donate money to Michael Henry. Okay, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about how terrible she is. I mean, there's something wrong. I'm going to tell you. I'm a New Yorker all my life, and there's nobody who loves New York more than I do. Maybe as much, but not more. Why do you keep electing these people that want to destroy you? You got two governors in a row that went out on scandals. This one's working on a fourth already. I mean, they were electing a crook to the governor's office. You need an AG that can do something about it, unless 
Lee can beat her, and I, I hope he can. Listen, I mean, we're, we're, we just had a public poll come out that we're about a point ahead. We've had multiple internals from multiple sources up, recently. We're, we're, we're in a dead heat with her. She knows we're in a dead heat with her, which is why she doesn't want to debate. And people are realizing this is doable. She has not addressed the main issue. She's not addressed the crime crisis. She's not addressed the corruption crisis. She doesn't address the cost of living crisis. And she can hold all her press conferences she wants and do her grandstanding. But at the end of the day, the people of New York are seeing through this, and they are sick and tired of it, and they want a restoration as to what's right and wrong no, you, you, and common you, sense in November. This uh, can, can I put a little weight on your shoulders, my friend? This sure. election is bigger than you. Yep. It's bigger than you got to win this election. Well, I mean, likely you got to win this election, or we are. Or we are uh, well, I will keep. And if you need me for anything? Let me know. I'll go make a speech for you. I'll whatever you need, or I'll go endorse it somewhere if that'll help. Mr. Mayor, I, I wanted to say something. I want your audience to know this too. Early on, a lot of people told me I was crazy. She'll never lose. And I saw you once with your son Andrew, who is a dynamite person. And you said you gave me words of encouragement when everyone else was saying this is impossible. And you said, I'm proud that you actually have the guts to take this fight on because you're in a tough battle. But I want to see you do this. And you gave me words of encouragement when everyone else was telling me this is not going to happen. This is very difficult to do. She's a sitting AG. So I always appreciated that you gave those words. Well, of I think I on. think just the, uh, five, uh, six minutes we just spent together. I'm supposed to only give you five minutes or I go to jail or something. And um I got to tell you, you're a candidate, my friend. You're a candidate. Don't. You're you're good. You just keep, just keep going 24 hours a day, and we'll get you as much coverage as we can. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Right. This is important for this is important for my grandchild. God bless you. Okay. Take care. You heard him. That's an AG, right? Not afraid to come on. Okay, I'm not going to ask him tough questions, but I'm still going to. He's got to perform. The other one hides. That's all the Democrats do is they hide. Maybe they should get one big basement they can all go to. And then we can lock it up and keep them there. Send them. We'll be nice to them. They like they like uh, lockups anyway. You know, they love lockups. We'll send them food. We'll do all kinds of stuff for them. And in some cases, I guess we're going to have to send Hunter his drugs. Okay, but I can't do that. So we're going to be back with the mayor's final words. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani back with the mayor's final thoughts, sponsored, as you just heard, by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. Tunnel to Towers builds homes for uniform members who become catastrophically injured in the line of duty and aren't able to use their body effectively to take care of themselves. Tunnels and Towers build smart homes to give them the maximum amount of independence. And Tunnels and Towers is the first one there with a check to pay the mortgage when a uniformed member, military or civilian, loses their life uh, in the line of duty, uh, like Lieutenant Allison Russo-Elling, who died the other day in a um, New York City shooting that, um, for no reason, this is what happens in New York now, people get shot for no reason, and our efforts against it are uh, pathetic. And the reason it's happening is because of the policies and programs of the Democrat Party. Please don't be mistaken about that. That is not a partisan statement. That's a statement from a law enforcement professional, me. 
these these policies and programs that they put into effect bring about these crimes. The changes that de Blasio made from the city that was handed to him by Mike Bloomberg and and uh, Ray Kelly, which is a, 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 an improvement in terms of crime based on the city that was handed to them by Rudy Giuliani and Bernie Carrick and Howard Safer and, um, and, Brat- and Bill Bratton. Uh, these 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 things are are um, these things are about life and death. I mean, look at Chicago this weekend. Oh my goodness, Chicago this weekend, thirty four people shot, five dead, a three year old shot dead, a seven year old on the way to the church shot, and we're not doing anything about it. And Biden says nothing and does nothing, and the Black Lives Matter anti-police communist organization says and does nothing. Well, that's my, my final thought is, please, stay awake, stay alive, be smart, yeah, exercise common sense. And that, Mr. Henry, who you just heard, vote for him. Get James the hell out of office. Maybe we get Bragg out of Put Lee Zeldin in, in, in uh, the governor's mansion. And by the next day, Bragg will be gone, and it'll shake up all of these pro-criminal DAs big time. This is what you got to do. You've got to vote Republican this time, en masse. Kick this party in the you-know-what. It's run by crooks at the top, and every one of these cities are Democrat cities with record murders. I want to take Steve, because I still haven't gotten an answer to the Hail Mary. Steve's still there. Yes, Mr. Mayor. Thanks for taking my call. By the way, I agree with everything you just said about the Democratic Party, but the Hail Mary passed. Ready? December 23rd, 1972, (laughs) a division playoff game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Oakland Raiders played at Three River Stadium. Fourth and long, Steelers on the Raider 45. Terry Bradshaw threw downfield. Intended receiver John Fuqua, I believe. You can fact check me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Raiders defended, the, the referee ruled, although John Madden, the Raider coach, argued, but the referee ruled the Raider defender hit the ball, so it crawled back. Franco Harris, the fullback, had run down the field to block in case Fuqua caught it. He caught the deflected pass, ran into the end zone. Oh, by the way, I left out. The score was 7-6 at the time. Harris runs it into the end zone. Steelers win 13-7 to with seconds left on the clock. There's a little bit, but, but I could stop there if you want. Go ahead. No, get yeah, yeah, finish it up. It's beautiful. You, you could be on. You could be on uh, Sunday Night Football. Yeah. John Madden. John Madden argued the call for five or ten minutes because the rule in the day was if only oh. the Steeler halfback had touched the ball, it was a dead ball. Yeah, of course, of course. Fascinating. Well, that. Thank you. Call again tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna go over more of this tomorrow. But uh, God, remember. Tomorrow morning, get up and you say, thank God I live in America. And say and say a pair for Allison Russo-Elling, as symbolic also of all the uniform members who have given so much because of what these Democrats have done to us. Thank you, and God bless you. Talk to you tomorrow. Rudy Giuliani. Former Mayor Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.